So I'm going to start with a little disclaimer that this podcast is really only concerned with prisons. I can't comment on the criminal justice sector as a whole as I'd have even less of an idea as to what I was talking about than normal. I suggest you follow the wonderful Barrister Secret or the Oracle that is Barrister Blog, both on Twitter, for a far more clearer understanding than I can ever give you. As always, what follows is purely my opinion, and I could be wrong. I've spent the last three minutes reading part of the Conservative Party's manifesto for the general election as it relates to my area of work, prisons. Oh, and in that time I've also read the Labour parties and the Liberal Democrats. I haven't read the Green parties, nor have I read any other parties' manifestos. Why? Because there's over 40 parties with multiple candidates running in the election, along with over 20 parties with one candidate. And I have a will to live. Although in saying that, after reading the three, I think that the Universal Good Party might just get my vote if for no other reason than I love their name. So in a nutshell, the Conservatives. Jail people for longer. Well, we already jail people for extensive periods with long tariffs for those who commit the most heinous of crimes. So this isn't new. Build new prisons. The government's already agreed to new sites to be built at HMP Wellingborough, Glenparva and possibly Full Sutton. These jails will be put out to tender to the private sector to operate, so this isn't new. Cut the amount of foreign nationals in our jails and end automatic release for those who have committed serious offences. Presently there's less than 10% of those serving sentences are of foreign citizenship. Cutting foreign national prisoners requires a prisoner transfer agreement between two countries. If one party doesn't want the prisoner received, then they won't be. I can understand X country saying to the UK, no, we don't want the cost of housing a prisoner who's not committed any crime in our soil. You can have him. Unless, of course, the government is saying that if a foreign national commits a crime, he's simply deported without serving any jail sentence. There is already two programmes in place that deal with foreign national offenders those being FRS, the Facilitated Removal Scheme, and ERS, the Early Removal Scheme. Now here's where it gets a bit complicated. FRS is for those foreign nationals who are of non-EU origin, and ERS is for those who are European. Both programmes remove the prisoner up to 290 days before their end of the custodial sentence. FRS has the added benefit for the prisoner as it involves releasing funds from the government to that prisoner when they arrive back home. So this isn't new. Those who commit the most serious offences are given a tariff before being considered for parole, and parole is not a given right, it must be earned. So this isn't new. Those who use a knife as a weapon should go to prison. They already do. Labour. Get prison officers back to the level they were in 2010. According to the almanac that is Russell Webster, there are 18,752 prison officers in 2019. And in 2010, there were 19,910. So Labour will hire 1,158 new prison officers. Or in simple terms, 11 staff per prison, based on 104 public prisons. Bring back PFI prisons in-house and there will be no more private prisons. The cost to cancel the existing contracts would be astronomical to the taxpayer. Additionally, one would have to question the sanity of doing this when, contrary to what the National Chair of the Prison Officers Association said recently in an interview, 
not one of the private prisons in this country scored in the bottom half of the most violent jails in the country. Indeed, none of these jails is under an urgent notification as issued by Her Majesty's Inspector of Prisons. The three new prisons I mentioned before are not being built under PFI, but they will be run by a private contractor. This, therefore, is a knee-jerk reaction by Labour, taken without proper consideration and can only have detrimental effect on society as a whole. Prison is not the best place to address the drug addictions, the mental illness and the debts that lead many people into crime. Well, hallelujah. Someone has eventually got it. Completely correct. Prison is not the place for those with mental illnesses. And I recall meeting so many lost souls when I was serving my prison sentence. However, all secure hospitals have been closed. So where is the detail and how this will be funded and how it will be fixed? It's a political blurb, I'm afraid. We will further consider the evidence for effective alternatives and rehabilitation of prolific offenders. Okay. Uh, consider away. Or here's a thought. Do something about it. Liberal Democrats. Let's all get stoned. Okay, sorry for being flippant, but sometimes I can't help myself. So we're aware that the length of time that it took the current, well, you know what I mean, government to recruit 2,500 prison officers they promised four justice secretaries ago. The attrition rate of prison staff meant that they needed to hire about 4,000 to get the net 2,500. Added to that, that hiring 2,000 staff will not all of a sudden turn these warehouses in of disrepair into places of rehabilitation. To do that, they'll need to invest into prison education and purposeful work. I once stuck balloons into bags for Clinton cards for 35 hours a week for the princely sum of £7. Ensure that all prison leavers have a suitably timed release and are supported with suitable accommodation, a bank account, and employment or training, and are registered with the GP. This would be welcome if it could work. The amount of people leaving prison today without accommodation is shocking. But the simple fact of the matter is that local councils or housing associations do not care for prisoners. And we're usually the last ones on the list for housing. And the Liberal Democrats will need to revamp the entire public housing programmes prior to this happening. Employment? Well, the hiring of ex-prisoners is a social pariah. Until the Liberal Democrats make it attractive for employers to hire former prisoners, then the status quo will remain. Bank accounts are already available to prisoners, so this isn't new. I could go on with these three manifestos, but that will to live I mentioned before is slowly diminishing. Listen, it boils down to this. No political party wants to talk about prisons. Hell, the Conservative manifesto actually takes up the ink to state that prisoners will not be allowed to vote. Prisons are not vote winners. Lock us up and put us in mammoth prison in the back of nowhere and forget about us. What all parties seem to have forgotten is that over 90% of those serving sentences will be released at one point in their lives and therefore be allowed to vote. It's food for thought, isn't it? Not one of these pieces of tripe mentioned that they want to get to the root of crime, the reasons for it, the societal problems that often put people on the road to crime. I fully believe that no one is born evil to this world and that something happens along the way to force that person down the road less travelled. There are wonderful organisations out there who work in this arena, but until all of us do, then our jails will remain the overcrowded sausage factories that they are, putting damaged people in, locking them up for more than they are unlocked, and churning them back out again. 
Those of you that know me know I'm a fan of Oscar Wilde. Indeed, his De Profundis has turned my life around. In it, he says this. Many men on their release carry their prison about them into the air and hide it as a secret disgrace in their hearts and at length, like poor poisoned things, creep into some hole and die. It is wretched that they should have to do so and it is wrong, terribly wrong of society that should force them to do so. Society takes upon itself the right to inflict an appalling punishment on the individual, but it also has the supreme vice of shallowness and fails to realise what it has done. When the man's punishment is over, it leaves him to himself. That is to say, it abandons him at the very moment when its highest duty towards him begins. It's really ashamed of its own actions and shuns those whom it has punished, as people shun a creditor whose debt they cannot pay, or one on whom they've inflicted an irreparable and irredeemable wrong. I can claim on my side that if I realise what I have suffered, society should realise what it has inflicted on me, and there should be no bitterness or hate on either side. That sums it up for me, ladies and gentlemen. Society is shallow. We are far too self-absorbed with ourselves, and we care not a fig for those that we have spurned. And that is sad. We have a moral obligation to help those who we are bringing back into a society. Yes, I broke the law. I was sent to jail as a punishment, not to be punished. And I was released back into society. If it was not for the love of my immediate family, I'd have had no support. As Wilde says, I have no bitterness towards society for inflicting that punishment on me. Yet society still shuns me. I am an ex-prisoner. You told me to go away for a number of years and then come back, slate clean. I returned, but you went back on your word. Look, I'm not an abolitionist. I understand the need for jails. I even understand your retributionist ideal of prison. It makes you feel better. I'm okay with that. But this is your time, people. Every five years, you have the chance to make your society better. You have the power to make a change. It isn't... No, scratch that. You mustn't make it about yourselves. I beg of you. Tell your candidate that they must improve... The sheds that we put our prisoners in, as these people will, may well be our neighbours one day. We must help these people on the road to being law-abiding citizens if we expect them to live in our society. We can't just be a nation of locking people up or punishing people because we can. We must be the nation that the rest of the world looks to with envy. We must be the society that I believe all of us want. I'll leave you with this phrase from Thomas Paine. When it shall be said in any country in the world, my poor are happy, neither ignorance nor distress is to be found among them. My jails are empty of prisoners, my streets of beggars. The aged are not in want, the taxes are not oppressive. The rational world is my friend because I am a friend of happiness. When these things can be said, Paine wrote, then may that country boast of its constitution and of its government. I pray with all my heart that these candidates are listening to this. Thank you. I don't know if you can see changes that have come over me in these last few days.
Make me say. 